All right, have faith in God. He is on His throne. He does watch over His own. He cannot fail. He shall prevail. Have faith in God. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is on His throne above all. He is the Creator of all, the Sustainer of all. All life comes from Him. He is the Sovereign Authority over all that exists. Alright, return with me where Brother Gene left us in the book of Luke chapter 1 this morning. We're going to notice a few things about this Immaculate Conception as it's called. Now we notice, uh, Brother Gene started reading in verse 19, but uh, we remember that Gabriel, the angel from the Lord, appeared to Zacharias while he was conducting his duty uh, here in the temple. This is what his job was. This is what he did, his calling, if you will. He was in obedience uh, to his calling, worshiping the Lord, doing his part in the system that God had laid out for them to worship him in. And in verse 19, Gabriel said unto him, Because Zacharias, he doubted. He doubted that his uh, elder wife would conceive and have a child. It wasn't natural. It wasn't normal. It wasn't something that he and his wife could accomplish because of the years uh, of their age. And Zechariah said in verse 18 unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. He questioned Gabriel. We're going to notice that Mary did too. She questioned him too. But because Zacharias said, Whereby shall I know this? Even though the angel who stands in the presence of God just told him it was going to happen, he doubted. So the angel said unto him in verse 19, and Brother James already read it for us, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. These glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now we've been studying and teaching on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are told in Scripture to consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. That's what we're doing. We're considering Him, King Jesus. We saw uh, in some of our last uh, lessons that David was a type of Christ all through his life, uh, except for when he sinned. He was a type of Jesus Christ as a shepherd that protected whose sheep? His father's sheep, remember? He was a type of Christ like that. Jesus Christ is the shepherd of His sheep, us. Wh- whose are we? We're the fathers, aren't we? 
a gift from the Father to the Son. Of course, He was the type of Christ when He stood up against Goliath, the enemy of God. And He said to His brethren there, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this person who's not even in the family of God? Who denounces God and His children? And his statement, what he was implying there was, he's nobody. He has no power. He has no authority. He's a human being without God in his life. He was nobody. Jesus Christ defeated the enemy, didn't he? In every way. Even in temptation, after he was baptized in the Spirit, carried him away into the mountain to be tempted. And not to eat for how long? Forty days? That body was weak, wasn't it? But where did he turn to to defeat the enemy? In every one of the temptations, he turned to the Word of God, didn't he? It is written. It is written. The Lord defeated the enemy when he hung on the cross of Calvary. I'm sure that Satan uh, and all his cohorts, if you will, were celebrating when they saw Jesus give up the ghost and die. It's over. That's what they thought. God's purpose is not going to be fulfilled. That's what they thought. Oh, but on the third day, He arose from that grave and He defeated death, didn't He? David reigned in the kingdom of Israel. Uh, only one of the kingdoms for, what, six or seven years. But eventually they all said, we are bone and bone and flesh of your flesh. Remember that? He said, we will have this man rule over us. But only after a time did they say that. But for several years, they were faithful to who? Saul. Remember the king that hid in his tent when Goliath stood up and declared, come on out and fight with me? Any of y'all. It doesn't matter to me. Just send somebody out here. Whoever wins will serve the other kingdom, the other people. But praise God, David was the type of Christ. Now Saul wanted to put his armor on him, remember? But David was already armed with armor, wasn't he? Oh yeah, read over in uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. He had all of that. He had all of it. He had the helmet of salvation. He had the breastplate of righteousness. He had the sword of the Spirit. David was equipped to fight Goliath spiritually. He had the authority to take down the giant. So does Christ. All right, let's continue. So, in the sixth month, this is verse 26. We're in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, same angel, to a virgin, a spouse to a man, engaged to Joseph, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, 
but they were engaged. They hadn't come together. She was of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Joseph of the house of David, I'm sorry. And the virgin's name was Mary. An angel came unto her, and he said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. Well, that's an amazing uh, name, isn't it? Thou that art highly favored. Amen. You are highly favored. If you know the Lord Jesus, He dwells within you. Now notice, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. She was highly favored. Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. There you go. If the Lord is with you this morning, you are highly favored. I hope you realize that. You are an extremely important person if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Highly favored by God. Now, and when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said. She was troubled at his saying and cast her mind on what manner of salutation this should be. What is he saying to me? What does that mean? What does that mean? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Don't be afraid. For thou hast found favor with God. She had no reason to fear. For that very reason, God had favored her. God had chosen her to give birth to Himself in the person of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, or Israel forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. All right, a few things I want us to notice here this morning. Uh, when Gabriel talked to her in verse 28, he told her that she was highly favored, the Lord was with her, and that she was blessed among women. Now, I want you to notice that what Gabriel is saying is, you've been chosen of God for God to live inside you. God's going to grow up into an infant inside you. The Holy Spirit will shatter, shadow over you. You don't need your husband to be Joseph in this instance. The Lord is going to live inside of you and God has chosen you for this wonderful privilege. Well favored. God has chosen you for the Lord to live inside of you. Do you see that? Why? Because you are highly favored in His sight. 
Oh, what a Savior. He loved us that much. What a God loved us that much. And all through this book, we see how He saved sinners, don't we? And yet in our carnal mind, we'll twist it around and say, oh, He's got to wait on me now. He's got to wait for me to say something and do something. Well, let's look at what happened here. The angel said unto her, verse 30, Fear not, Mary, again, for thou hast found favor with God. Are you in favor with God this morning? If you love Him, if you trust Him, if you believe in Him, you absolutely are. Because there's no other way to Him except for His favor. Unmerited favor. Grace. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31 says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Now I want you to notice what Gabriel did not say. Gabriel did not say, Now Mary, you got an opportunity here. I want you to consider this opportunity. If you think it's a good idea, if you think it's right for you to have God the Son to be conceived in your womb and you give birth to Him and you raise Him physically as His mother, then we'll, we'll, then we'll do that. He did not say that, did He? There's a very valid point to be made here. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. She was chosen for this purpose, wasn't she? Why? Because God loved her. How did she find favor with God? Well, He came to her and favored her. That's how. He chose her. Behold, verse 31, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be a great, he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. Why? Because he was the Son of the Highest. It was God. Now, in Elizabeth's birth of John, there was a man involved. But in the birth of Jesus... There was not. He shall be called the Son of the Highest, verse 32, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. There's our king. And he's seated right now on the right hand of the throne of God. He is the king of kings. That means he's over all of them. Presidents, kings, governors, all of them. Bosses. He sways the hearts of kings. The Bible declares that very thing. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is on His throne. Verse 34, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. There's God in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. 
And boy, I tell you, there is no power like that. Our God is an omnipotent God. All power in heaven and on earth has been given unto Him. All have been put under His feet. He truly is the King of kings. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. All right. And then we have Elizabeth again. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived, and a son in her old has conceived a son in her old age. Another miracle. But it was a miracle because God turned back the effects of time in their lives. Right? That's what he did. Not the first time he'd done that. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, verse 36, hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her. Alright? Notice that. Elizabeth is six months pregnant with John. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Also predicted in the Old Testament, just like the Messiah was predicted over and over. All right. She's six months pregnant. And then he adds, let me read it again. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, sixth month with her, who was called barren. She was called barren because she was barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Even quickening a dead, rotten sinner like me. It's not impossible with God. But it is with man. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from me. Oh, that we would have that attitude, that response to the calling of God. He's calling us this morning. Absolutely. He's calling us to be more faithful to Him. He's calling us to seek Him more, to follow Him more diligently. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Or, Here I am. We've heard that in the Old Testament. Here am I. What would you have me do? Be it unto me according to thy word. She believed. She trusted. She realized how well favored she was. And then the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. She ran to where her cousin Elizabeth was because she found out from the angel that Elizabeth was going to have a baby too. A miracle baby. So she arose in those days, went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias. Remember Zacharias? John the Baptist dead. The one who couldn't speak because he didn't believe Gabriel when he said, your wife's going to have a child. Okay? She entered into the house of Zacharias, verse 40, and saluted 
Elizabeth. She gave Elizabeth a salutation, greeting. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now think about that. John was six months old in the womb, not from birth. So he was what? About that long, maybe five or six pounds, seven pounds or something. He was already anointed with the Spirit of God. The Bible says that he was here in the spirit of Elias. He leaped for joy in the presence, not just of Mary, but of the Lord that was in her womb. These two had a connection, didn't they? Not even when you hit. They had a connection. A spiritual connection. John was anointed with the Spirit of God before he was even born. Verse 42, She spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. This is Elizabeth, who was filled with the Holy Spirit when John, the, the baby inside her, leaped with joy at the presence of his Lord in the womb of Elizabeth's cousin. In verse 43, he said, And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She true. She too was truly highly favored. Highly favored by God. For lo, verse 44, As soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Remember later when he saw him, John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was there to point him out, wasn't he? To point to him. Over and over. He said, I'm not him. I'm baptizing. But I'm not him. But he walks among you and you don't know him. But he it is that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Blessed, verse 45, and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. We should feel the same way this morning. We should feel the same way. How blessed we are because God Almighty has performed a life-giving operation in us and in our hearts. We are highly favored. Why? Because God loved us. It's as simple as that. What a mighty king we serve. Oh, as king, he provides all for us, doesn't he? The Israelites wanted a king because all the nations around them had kings, and those kings fought their battles for them, didn't they? They wanted a king to fight their battles. The first king hid in the tent. He was afraid. 
<coughs> the second king believed God and trusted in God. So he did what we are told to do over and over, and that is fear not. In this world you will have tribulation, but have no fear, for God has overcome the world. He's done it for you. What a king. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Under his kingship, as his subjects and his servants, he provides guidance, comfort, growth, success, peace, safety. Our king is so wise, so powerful, so gracious, so holy. And he has put, imputed his righteousness unto us. You see how he deserved it. We're reaping the benefits for it. For what he did for us. He lived that perfect life that God required and commanded for us to be saved from death and separation. He's a great Savior. He was born to be a king. King asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he said, You said it. You say that I am. The Lord said, For that purpose I came into the world. For that purpose. Gabriel told Mary that very thing, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He shall be a king of his people. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Again, none can stay his hand. He is over all. Our little finite minds have trouble uh, with the conception of that idea that God knows everything and everybody and that he sways even the wills and the desires of kings and leaders. But he does. And though we're in the middle of turmoil, yes, I believe we're in the end time. If you watch any news, you know that there's wars and rumors of wars everywhere. So many things are lined up for the Lord to come back. But He's already established His kingdom. And He's going to, in the future, establish His kingdom. But his kingdom is in the hearts of men. Remember he told the the uh, Samaritan woman at the well. He said there's coming a time when men will worship God in their hearts. That's today and from now on. That time is here. Oh, there's no dependence to be put on the systems of man. None at all. Only confidence in Jesus Christ as our King and our Savior. He is a great Savior, isn't He?